Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Guys and Ties podcast. It's Robert here along with Dustin. Before we get started, we want to give you a word from our friends over at MyBookie. As a true football fan, you already know, just as sure as the seasons change, Tom Brady will keep the Patriots in the game. Every weekend, our favorite football gridiron warriors put their skills to the test, so why aren't you doing the same? We're almost halfway through the NFL season, so now is the time to get off the sidelines and get in the game with my bookie. My bookie is the premier place to bet on all your favorite pro and college action every weekend. They always have the most up-to-date lines and the most prop bets of any sports book on the planet. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and bet with the best at my bookie. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try a parlay. Pick your locks for the week, put them together in one parlay bet, and when they all come through, the rewards will be huge. Tired of watching the game from the couch with nothing to gain? My bookie wants you to get your mind off of everything else and back in the game. Best part is, if you join right now, my bookie will double your first deposit. That's right, if you put in $1,000, they'll give you $1,000. That's double your initial deposit you can use on all your favorite pricks. Use promo code CHAIR to activate the offer. That's promo code CHAIR to double your cash. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. UVA football is the softest bunch of cream puffs, bow tie wearing, brie cheese eating, NASCAR wearing wussies I've ever seen in my life. I want to punch people from UVA right in the neck. They wear suits to games. <laughs> That's absurd. Alright everyone, welcome back to the Guys and Ties podcast. This is Dustin, I'm here with Rob, and we've actually got a special guest with us as well, Austin Foster, still here with us. You might have heard him in the last episode. Austin, you still feeling good? Doing great. We're watching the Seahawks-Bucks uh, game. He's a Seahawks fan, and they're currently tied. Uh, if you're listening to this, don't tell him how it went, because he doesn't want to know. Uh, but today, we're not talking football, we're talking basketball, and the UVA basketball team begins its season this Wednesday at 9 p.m. against Syracuse in the Carrier Dome. And I'm excited. I'm here for basketball season. Even though we just had an awesome win against UNC, uh, I'm already looking ahead to basketball season. Basketball is an amazing time. There's lots of games. And we're a lot more consistent. It's a lot more, it's less, um, it, it makes me less angry, I think. Yeah, you know, when we play Virginia Tech, you don't feel like, terrible right? you know, <laughs> and that you, doesn't linger you don't want to never watch again which is great we're also the defending national champions of course and so we begin our title run at Syracuse 
Rob, do you remember how many years it's been since a national title team has started on the road? We should have looked this You up. had the stat a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it's been uh, several years. The stat was courtesy of Mr. David Teal, and uh, no, I don't remember. It but like, it's been a long time. It was like time. 39 years or yeah, something. Yeah, it was the first time a team has started on the road against a Power 5. It was a long time. It's yeah. been a long time. Virginia is on the road against Syracuse, and I think what we're going to do is we got a lot in store for this episode, uh, a lot of facts, a couple predictions, um, but I think we're going to start just rolling through the schedule, you know, fastest two-minute drill, just minus the music, and uh, let's let's just rip through it. I think I think what's going to happen is we are going to we're going to go through each game. And we're going to say if it's a win or a loss. We might go into some talk about it, but we're not going to do much digging right now because honestly we don't know what this team is going to look like that much and we are just going to say right now if we think it's a win or a loss we're probably going to revisit this a lot later in the episode we're going to say who we think our mvp is going to be who is going to score the most points who's going to have the most assists stuff like that and let's start off with at syracuse november the 6th 9 p.m rob is this a win or a loss Give me Virginia. UVA beats the zone. I'm going to it normally does. I'm going to say a W as well. Um, this is it's really nice to be coming off a whole off season to prepare for Syracuse, and usually we don't get that. We will face Syracuse again later in the year, so we're going to see what they're made of. Syracuse is often not great at the beginning of the year anyway, and so I'm saying this is a win as well. Our next game is four days later, and JMU at home first home game, JMU. Not a great team. Rob, how you feeling about this? Give me a win. Should be simple. I think I think if we overcomplicate it, it's gonna be messy, but we should not overcomplicate it. By this point, we're gonna see uh first and we've got this next stretch versus JMU and then versus Columbia as well, where we're gonna really see what this team is made of and who's gonna be starting, who's gonna be scoring points for us, and also what our offense is gonna look like. I think our offense is gonna change a lot from last year. Uh speaking of Columbia Next game is Columbia. What is it? Don't overthink it. UVA win. UVA win as well. Uh, my fiance CJ went to Columbia. But they're going to suck this year. So. Boo. <laughs> I was trying to go to the game, but we're going to be out of town, unfortunately. Sad. I just said. Anyway, UVA win for sure. Our next game is going to be tricky versus Vermont at home. Vermont is uh, the Catamounts. Pretty good team. Give me UVA. It's a home okay. game, JPJ, non-conference. I can't tell you. I think the last non-conference home game we lost was probably Villanova a couple of years ago. Uh, give me that. Besides besides Purdue, oh, yeah, Austin brings up West Virginia. Yeah, Throwback, yes. <laughs> um, but besides Purdue, Vermont's probably going to be our toughest non-conference team. And that includes our whoever we play in our preseason tournament and uh, also South Carolina. I think Vermont's going to be really good this year. Uh, they've got a good team. They're really good at shooting threes, which is kind of our defense's uh, weak spot. So we're going to see how they come out, and uh, that's going to be a good game as well. Next game is tournament game, UMass. Yeah, tournaments are weird, but I still like EVA. Mm-hmm. The last year's was really weird because we played in like a conference center that like yeah. I totally have probably been to like meetings in very similar venues, but in, uh, give me UVA. Yeah. Oh, it's similar venues. Yeah. Yeah. You weren't in uh, Atlantis. No, I was. I wish I was in Atlantis. Yeah. We know people who were in Atlantis. We and... do know people who went there, and they said it was a weird time. But uh, 
yeah, I think I'm also going to go UVA here. I don't think UMass is going to present that much of a challenge. But we also don't know who our next opponent is going to be. So we have a choice, kind of. It's either going to be Arizona State or St. John's. Rob, I'm going to ask you, who would you rather see in this instance? Uh, I don't I don't know. I don't know. To be totally you know, out there, I don't know enough about either team to say mm-hmm. one way or another. Uh, Arizona State, Pac-12, you got the Power 5 Conference. St. John's has more of the basketball history. Mm-hmm. Either way, I think, I think it would be like last year. I think it would be kind of a close game in the final, but uh, I, I do like Virginia in these instances. I think Virginia's won at least the past like five or six, you know, kind of early season tournaments they've played in. I think this is a game where it's probably close, but I think Virginia wins this. Who who would you rather play? Oh, I think I'd rather play Arizona State. You know, Bobby Hurley, uh, Duke ties, and he's animated. I think it'd be fun. Arizona State's kind of been uh, like a a fringe team. You know, a couple of years ago, they were the last undefeated team, and then they barely made the tournament. So they're kind of a weird team where they start off hot and then kind of cool down as the year goes on. So we'll see how they are this year. Uh, but I am going to give us a W no matter what. And I think that the Who's are going to win the Air Force Reserve Basketball Hall of Fame tip-off presented by City this year. <laughs> that is my guess. So we're 6-0 at this point. I, I like it. And I don't think anyone should be surprised that we're 6-0. Even though we lost our three best players and Jack Salt. Um, I think the loss of Jack Salt is not to be missed. I think that that's going to be a big part of our offense is gone um you know just the screen coming off screens also defensively but i think we're gonna our team is gonna look different this year but it's gonna be still fun still very defensive minded and our offense is gonna have to change at some point to go along with that but i think that we win our preseason tournament coming off of that uh right around thanksgiving we play maine give me virginia i'm gonna i'm gonna say uva too this and, should hopefully be simple. And going into uh, the main game, we're 6-0. and We're now going to say we're that we are 7-0 and at this point. And this is where things get a little bit tricky. We are at Purdue December 4th. And this is a rematch of our one of the best basketball games I've ever watched in my life. Not just because we won, but because it was back and forth. Both teams were amazing. Carson Edwards had probably the best performance I've ever seen in the um, NCAA tournament, and it's at Purdue. And this is the Big Ten ACC Challenge. Big things are on the line, big stakes. Both teams are probably going to be ranked at this point, too. So, Rob, how do you feel? Uh, Not as great. I have this as our first loss this season. Okay. And it could be a win. It certainly could be a win. But on the road, this is going to be, you know, Syracuse first game of the season. Tony Bennett knows Syracuse well. I think the guys would be prepared for it. You know, if there's one thing that you shouldn't be concerned about as a UVA fan, it's being out coached because Tony Bennett, that's what he does. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, he that's literally you. what, you know, makes him so good. Um, but yeah, I, I think I'm a little hesitant to get too confident with this game. And it's weird because like last year was the Carson Edwards show and that's what kept mm-hmm. him in it. This year, you know, Purdue is number 23 preseason, courtesy. Thank you, Austin. We're in the Google spreadsheet right now. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm just not as confident of this game. I think Virginia's going to lose a non-conference game. I think this is most likely it. I think um, I think this is actually going to be a win, and I'm going to tell you why. Because last year in the tournament game, 
Carson Edwards scored 42 of Purdue's 75 points. He's gone. Thank goodness. We do not have to mess with him again. Uh, the other players who played only combined for 33 points the whole time versus our defense. Uh, Carson Edwards is unconscious versus us. He was incredible, made almost every single shot, but he's gone. And now Purdue's best player is going to be uh, Matt Harms, who is coming off of a really good year. Uh, They have Nozell Eastern as well who uh, gave us some trouble early on, but really didn't add much. He's a he's a 6'6", 220. Um, uh, he'll be a junior this year. I think that it's going to be a good game. I think on the road, in that road environment, I think that Purdue's going to give us a run for our money. But I think that at that point that our players are better than Purdue's players, even though both teams have, you know, we've kind of taken a step back, so to speak. But I think that this is going to be a win, a big win for UVA. And I think that it's going to, be really good come tournament time that we have that win yeah no it'll be it'll be a big win yeah um if they are able to pull it out right um which leads us into the big game uva versus unc we obviously just had the football game against them unc you know obviously got star freshman cole anthony top 10 preseason uh does virginia win this game you know funny thing they've actually moved this game to the eighth just in case either uva or unc is in the acc championship game versus clemson which is on december 7th and i think i'm really conflicted about this game because it's going to be at home it's going to be our first acc game at home and you know all the students are going to be there i think that this is going to be a really great environment a really great game i'm really torn about if we're going to win or lose. I think North Carolina has better talent than us this year. Um, but I also think that I think we're going to be better than people think. I'm going to say a win. Okay, I'll us. take L. I think we're 7-2 and two at this point. I think okay. Virginia struggles against UNC. Kind of the first like real, real good team Virginia has faced this season. Mm-hmm. I think it's a young team, a new team. I think we're going to struggle. I think we lose. I yep. think we're seven and two at this point. That's fair. I have us at nine and zero, which is it's, yeah. <laughs> it feels wrong. It feels wrong. Do I like this team too much? Well, <laughs> we get our exam break to really think about that, <laughs> right? And we cut into Stony Brook uh, at home. Yeah. Do we win this game, Dustin? I think we win this game at Stony Brook versus Stony Brook. Okay, I think we do too. Yeah. Which leads us to South Carolina. You know, last year we had one of our top podcast easily mm-hmm. last year bringing on andrew ramsbacker to preview right south carolina basketball which was not that good last year but we no. got the belk bowl preview in there as well yeah uh this time it's at home south carolina what do you think i think it's a w you know this game's actually on abc which is gonna be kind of cool it's kind of strange yeah i honestly don't remember any games on i ABC. don't think i've ever watched a basketball game on abc but i'm going to now uh it's at home and it's you know right before the uh i'm actually not gonna watch this on tv i'm gonna be there um a nice (laughs) and uh i think it's gonna be a good game uh south carolina you know power five team in the sec but i don't think that they're necessarily that good and i think we're gonna win this game easy okay which leads us to the december 29th showdown against navy Mm -hmm. who you got who's who's baby okay same navy doesn't scare me yeah it's it's a little different they should have scared us in football a few years ago. They did. But we'll they leave. did scare me. Yeah. Well, I still have nightmares about that. Yeah. R.I.P. All right. <laughs> which leads us into 
where we go straight conference the rest of the way out starting January 4th against Virginia Tech. First game in 2020, yeah. January Can 4th. Can you be- like, actually believe it's 2020 almost? It's kind of weird. Um, anyway, Virginia Tech, January 4th, rebuilding squad. I'm guessing you have UVA. Tech is going to suck this year, Rob. They're going to be so bad. Yeah. Tech is going to be um, either 13th, 14th, or 15th in the ACC. They're going to have a rebuilding year. It's going to be really rough for Tech fans this year. And uh, set their seven uh, top scorers from last year are gone. Uh, Wasiba Beatty is their leading, is their leader. Um, that should tell you everything that you need to know. They have Landers Noli coming back, um, but honestly, not much is <laughs> there's not much there. The cupboard is pretty barren. Tech. Uh, this is a W for those. Okay, so that leads us three days later, Boston College. Who you got here? I'm going to take the who's again. BC is uh, kind of a program that's been floundering for a while. They've got their... <laughs> Sorry, that's my Siri again. I'll get this fixed, guys. Siri, I'll get this fixed. Siri really wants to join in <laughs> on the basketball talk. Get her a mic. <laughs> um, yeah, I think this is another win for the who's. I think BC is, uh, you know, as I said, a program that's not going to give us too much trouble. Uh, first road... Actually... Second road ACC game, but first one that, you know, we're going to really in 2020 be a part of. This is where, like, the going gets tough. And so I think that what we need to do is just win this game. And I think that's what we are going to do Yeah, I think at Vir- Boston College. I think Virginia wins as well, which leads us into the next game, home against Syracuse, which is kind of part of the consequence of playing early season ACC games as part of the expansion of 20 games. Mm-hmm. We all of a sudden have our second matchup against Syracuse and it is only January 11th. Yeah. Dustin, what do you think here? Uh, I think this is another win for the Hoos at home versus Syracuse. Syracuse has not had much luck in John Paul Jones since Tony's been here. Uh, since they joined the ACC, I don't think Syracuse has won in John Paul Jones. Yeah. I, I think that's right. Yeah. So I think that's right. Uh, because the first time we played them in John Paul Jones was our first year, mm-hmm. and we won that game. Unbalanced schedule year. Unbalanced schedule year. You remember. Year. Right. Uh, but but I, I think this is a, as, as another W for the Hoos. Yeah, I agree with you. And actually, one thing. So that was our first year at UVA, and I actually covered that game for a student newspaper. And one of the quotes that kind of has always stayed with me from Jim Beheim in that post-game presser, someone asked him, because JPJ was wild that game when we yeah. clinched the regular season, first yeah. regular season title since 1976. And someone asked him if it was a hard place to play, JPJ, mm-hmm. like if the crowd makes it a harder place to play. And he said, no, it's a hard place to play because they have a good coach and good players. Yeah. I don't know. That has kind of always stuck with me. That's the um, game that Tony said it sounded like a Taylor Swift concert. Yeah, throwback. <laughs> uh, so... Anyway, yes, I think Virginia wins. I think Virginia goes 2-0 and against Syracuse. I have us as 13-2 right now, heading into a matchup at Florida State. What do you think here? I think this is our first loss. And I'm going to say that because we, we tend to have trouble with Florida State. Um, Florida State always has a long team. Florida State has players, you know, they, they play tough. They play good defense. And uh, they've got a coach that, you know, really loves – players that play hard and just kind of dog the whole time um you know florida state was our third loss last season uh we only lost to two teams duke and florida state so i think that florida state kind of we we also have a history with them every game against florida state 
I feel like gets it's always, chippy. Yeah, it's a it gets bat. chippy. Um, they play tough. They they crash the boards hard. They play really good defense. They've got just incredible athletes there. I think this is our first loss, you know, in ACC. This is nothing to be ashamed of either. I think that Florida State is going to be a good team this year. I think they're going to surprise some people, even though they lost some players last year. I think that they're going to be in contention for middle of the pack ACC, that five or six seed. Hopefully we don't lose, but I think that this could be our first loss against Florida State. Well, I have this as a loss, but it's our third loss. I think Florida (laughs) State beats us. Like you said, it's a tough physical game every time at Mm -hmm. Florida State. I'm not as confident. I think this is a loss. I have us as 13-3 and right now. Okay. So that leads us into Georgia Tech at Georgia Tech on the road. Uh are you scared of this at all? No. Georgia Tech is bad. We're good. We're going to win this game. Also, like, how convenient. Like, oh, Georgia Tech, sorry. You're ineligible for the postseason. <laughs> Do you know how much easier our lives would have been if Mike London was ineligible for the postseason every year? I think, it would have made things so much easier. I think we just would have fired him if that was the case. No, he Maybe he would have been gone sooner. Yeah. Anyway, not a big deal. Dub over Georgia Tech. NC State, January 20th. Home. Who you got? NC State's going to be a tough opponent this year you know nc state's gonna have um some good players they're really on the um they're really coming up in the uh in the acc you know coming trying to get back to where they used to be in the 80s and 90s uh but i think this is, this is another win for uva i think that you know at this point we've kind of figured out who we are and hopefully we don't have any injuries or and hopefully our guys pan out the way that we hope that they will but I think that our, our guard play is going to start to get better at this point. I think our bigs, you know, we know who they are. And I think that we're going to start to figure stuff out right around this time versus NC State. I think NC State might be kind of our first blowout, really vic- good victory over a good team. Yeah, I could, I could see this being close, mainly because I respect Kevin Keats. Yeah. And, you know, my first exposure to him was when UNC Wilmington was up on us at halftime a couple of years ago. Yeah. But... I think they're going to be a well-coached team. I just think at home, I think Virginia gets the edge. I think it'll be closer maybe than you say, but I think it'll be a win. I'm, well, I, I'm just saying, like, you know, every year it seems like there's one game where we kind of break out and, like, you know, just crush a team that doesn't deserve uh, to yeah, be crushed. <laughs> and, you know, a couple times in the past it has been NC State where, you know, they just can't hit anything. Our defense balls them up. Uh, Jack Salt killed a man a couple years ago. Was yes. it last year? Two years ago. It was two years ago, yeah, at home. Uh just crumpled to the floor. Uh great memory of for my for me. <laughs> but um, <laughs> great. But um yeah, I think that's a, a W for us. And we're moving on uh to at Wake Forest. That is six days after the NC State game. So we get a little bit of a break there. How do you feel about Wake Forest? I think we'll win. I think I feel like Wake Forest is always closer than it should be. Some right. of these games, you know, they always have a flair. Think for back to the Darius, Darius Thompson buzzer beater. Exactly. Years ago. And then uh, I know we've had some close games at home with them. Too. Also, the one, um, the Midglue game yeah. at home where Brogdon stole the ball in the last yeah, second. That was a crazy game. Crazy. That was on Valentine's Day. I remember that Aww, because, wow. because I was visiting okay. my fiance and, and I couldn't watch the game because we were. <laughs> out somewhere so and i was losing my mind because we were losing but anyway we won <laughs> as long as she had a good time justin i think she did great uh yeah i think we win i think it'll be close but i think we win yep. which leads us to the next game florida state two days later quick turnaround this one at home though does virginia get revenge i think we do um i'm a i'm gonna kind of do a 
weird thing. I think we lose one of the Florida State games. It's either the home one or the away one. And uh, that's what I'm going to say. But I'm going to say that we're going to win one Florida State game. We're going to lose one Florida State game. So either our first loss for me is versus Florida State one way or the other. Okay, got it. Uh, yeah, I, I'm i kind of with you. I think I think we lose the first one, but I think mm-hmm. we win this one. I yeah. think both will be really close. Mm-hmm. That's typically how these games go. But I think Virginia gets the win. I think so as well. Which leads us to, after a couple of days break, Clemson. Clemson. Thoughts here? It's at home. I'm not worried about Clemson this year. Okay, simple enough. <laughs> uh, Clemson's one of those teams that, you know, is always okay. but They're always like 6th or 7th in the ACC. Yeah. They Bra- just don't get higher. Like, Brownell's a good coach, but hasn't really made the jump. Right, Siri, I'm what turning you, off my phone. Siri, what do you think about Brad Brownell? By Siri, if you mean Robert, I think we win. <laughs> Which <laughs> okay. leads us to big showdown, Louisville. At Louisville. What do you think here? Uh, this is on February the 8th at Louisville. This is going to be uh, a chance for us to have like a... This is a chance for us to really show what we're made of. If we're a really good team, we can win this game on the road. Louisville's historically been really bad against us since they joined the ACC. I think only one win um, during their time span. That was during the Patino years. Yep. So Louisville has not been unable to get it done against us. But I think this Louisville team, I'm predicting them, and we're not going to talk about this today, but I'm predicting them to win the ACC. I'm also predicting them to go to the Final Four. Uh, I think this Louisville team is really good. I think they're, uh, I think their coach is you know, in the right spot. They have Jordan Nora, who is probably going to be the ACC. He is the preseason player of the year. Might be the player of the year at the end of the, at the, end of the season. I think that this Louisville team is really good. I think we're going to lose this game, and I think it's going to be close, actually. Yeah, I, I think similarly. I could see Louisville pulling away at the end. That's what kind of I'm torn here. I think Virginia, what what keeps me thinking it'll be closer than maybe it will be, or in my head I feel like it should be, it's just Virginia's own these matchups against right. Louisville. Um, but Louisville, but this, this, is, this is a it's good such team. A, it's, it's such a different, different team, team than, than it used to be versus Patino. You know, Patino's teams were you know, scrappy and uh, a little bit undisciplined, really athletic. And that's not to say that this Louisville team isn't athletic, but I think they're a lot more disciplined. They're not doing the full court press anymore. Um, I think that they settle down the half court and they just play play your game and they try and beat you at it. So uh, I think that we're going to lose at Louisville. And uh, we do get them one more time at the end of the year, but I'm not going to tell you what I think about that yet. Not yet, but at least. But yeah. our next game is... Versus Notre Dame at home, and uh, this is a stretch that is really tough because we were at Louisville, then we're we've got Notre Dame at home, then we're at UNC. So I think this is one of the three game stretches that is really kind of going to define if we're a really great team or if we're just a good team. Yeah, Mike Bray, like so much respect for him as a coach. Um, again, they're still battling back really down year last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is a game that could be close, but I. I do think Virginia wins this. I think Virginia wins this one as well. Um, I think that I think that Notre Dame is actually going to be a lot better than people think. I think they're going to be uh, five, six, seven range in the ACC standings at the end of the year. Uh, they've got uh, Rex Fluger coming back, and they've got uh, Mooney, who had a really breakout season last year as well. So I think that Notre Dame is going to be good. Mike Bray is a fantastic coach as well. 
Uh, I love his Hawaiian shirts that he wears and just really doesn't care about what he looks like. Um, but yeah, I think this is a win at home versus Notre Dame. Yep, which leads us to at Carolina. At Carolina. It's really tough to play in Carolina. Um, you, you know, we historically have not been great in Carolina, but under Tony Ben over the past couple of years, we've been able to win some games down there. Uh, this is not one of those times that I think we're going to win at Carolina. Carolina's got a great team. Uh, we already took them. I think we're going to beat them at home already this year. And I think that, you know, at home, we're, we don't have the team that we do last year where we can just rely on someone to carry the team for us. We don't have the kind of player. And Carolina's got big guys. Cole Anthony is an amazing player. He's good, probably going to be rookie of the year in mm-hmm. the ACC. So I think we lose at Carolina this game. What do you think? Yeah, I think we lose too. And honestly, I think back, and we'll get into this as we get further into the episode, but I think back so much, the best like comparison for this mm-hmm. team is the 2016, 2017 right. team. And that team got smacked at Carolina mm-hmm. and not saying we're going to lose by like 20 at Carolina, but I do think we lose. I think it's a, and we can talk about this. We'll, we'll talk about that later, how it's a good comparison, but moving on, we've got BC at home. I think it's another win. I think we win this too. I think coming off that Carolina loss, we got four days to prepare for BC. I think we're mad. I think we're still trying to get that double bye in the ACC, and I think we got less games to do it now, so I think that the team really starts to amp it up. Uh, I think we take BC. I think we do too, which brings us to Pittsburgh three days later. Uh, we're away this time at Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Who you got? I think we lose. Really? I think that uh, it might not be Pittsburgh. It might be you know tech or wake forest or you know someone else clemson at home but i think we drop a game this year that we shouldn't and i think that it might come at pit you know pitt's coming up with uh their team they've got their recruits coming in some good recruits they uh they're much better than they used to be and i think we could lose this game pit pit's a tough place to play as well you know historically they've got a really good basketball program um really fell down under stallings but they're coming back up, and they could be scary in a couple of years in the ACC. Yeah, the maybe the biggest tragedy of one shining podcast not happening anymore is we don't get the Kevin Stallings jokes, <laughs> which is just kind of sad. I say really, I actually have this as a loss too, under the exact same logic. Yeah. Full disclosure, Dustin and I did not share our win loss predictions. No, before we haven't. This is completely... we should have started by saying that, but that's where we're at. Uh, we all we just happen to have this as a loss, both of us. Interesting. So, why? Why do you think so? Just because. The same logic. Virginia's going to drop a game somewhere that you kind of feel like they don't. Virginia has Mm -hmm. kind of been in this back and forth uh, stretch here with what I'm predicting, L against Louisville, win against Notre Dame, loss against UNC, win against Boston College. Either way, whatever happens, it's kind of a tough stretch. I kind of see going on the road here as just a potential trap game, if you will. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not looking at Pip as this, you know, all-star team, but at the same time, they do have pieces. They have a coach with uh, not the head coaching pedigree yet, but the Duke pedigree there. Right. I, I think this could be a loss. Yeah, that makes sense. Which leads us to at Virginia Tech, which has to be my least favorite place to play ever. Uh, but what <laughs> The do castle. You, yeah, what do you think here? Uh, I think we win again. I think at this point, Tech's season is done. I think that they've pretty much given up. Uh, they're looking forward to next season when they will have their recruits and they'll be so much better. But I think that this is a definite win for the Who's. I, I'm not scared of Tech this year at all. Although I will say, 
it, it is a tough place to play. Because uh, you can't see the basket. Virginia never plays well there, ever. And it's hot, and it's annoying. I, I, I think we pull it out, though. Yeah. I, I think I'm not too scared of Tech. This year, at least. This year, at least. It's yeah. a shame they lost Buzz Williams for their sake. And everybody else on their team, because they yeah. actually appear to have some real momentum building. They did. I think we lose, or sorry, I think we win, which brings us to Duke, which is a home game. But what do you think here? I think uh, with Duke coming in, you know, Trey Jones is their leader this year. He's only a sophomore. He played really well last year. Not a great shooter, but a really good passer, really good on defense as well. So the thing with Trey Jones is that he's going to have to carry this team on his back, and he's got some freshmen coming in. However, uh, these freshmen are not like last year's freshmen. There is no Zion. There is no Cam Reddish. There is no R.J. Barrett. Uh, these freshmen are all, wor- I think, worse than those freshmen are. Uh, the problem with playing Duke at the end of the season is that they've probably figured it out already. You know, if you catch Duke early on, yeah. the freshmen might not know how to play with each other. The one thing I will say is that these freshmen, when they come in, they've never seen a defense like Virginia's. They're going to get ground up. Their athleticism is going to be better than ours, but I think our defense and our team is a lot better as well. I think it's going to be a close game, but I think UVA pulls it out. Okay. I think this is our signature win of the year. Yeah. Is Duke at home. And, you know, I know we've had a lot of problems with Duke in the past, but I think that we pull it out finally. Okay. I'm not as optimistic. I I think this is a loss. Shocker. Yeah. Um, for me, Duke and basketball is kind of like what Virginia Tech is in football. Like, mm-hmm. There's so much tension and anxiety in there. And Duke doesn't really feel that way towards us, but w- we kind of feel that way it towards was, them. It was kind of like Duke and lacrosse, too, for a while, yeah. until this year. Until the streak was broken, yeah. finally. Um, but no, I, I think the freshmen are... No, they're not going to be last year's class, but I still think they're going to be a good team. And Kay always presents troubles with Tony Bennett. You know, he's done things. Last year, mm-hmm. the talk of the season was how Duke switched screens against Virginia. Right. And there's always just little wrinkles there. Um, and, and they were the only team who were athletic enough to do that. Yeah. Effectively. And so Kay has really, even though he's old as crap and, you know, it seems like he really hates basketball now, um, <laughs> really no joy in basketball. <laughs> He does a really good, he is a fantastic coach and he does, you know, always seem to bring the best game to Charlottesville. So. Yeah. That's the other loss of one shining podcast. We lose Tate Frazier's uh, Coach K impressions. <laughs> but that leads us into Miami, uh, away at Miami. What do you think happens here? Second to last game of the regular season. I think we lose. I think we lose at Miami. I think this is another uh, game that we drop. I think that we shouldn't drop this game, but. You know, Miami, another tough place to play. It's not easy. And, you know, me, I think we're going to be coming off a really emotional win versus Duke. I think we might be a little bit hungover from that. And I think we blow it against Miami. Okay. I think we win. I think this is a game that coming off a loss, Virginia's going to be a little more motivated for. I think we take this win. It's funny how we have the, you know, same logic for different reasons. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then finally home against louisville to end the regular season big game big game uh, you well, know this game could decide who wins the acc potentially just in your because, scenario yeah well and and well in any scenario really because i think louisville is gonna win i think unc and duke also have a chance to be in the 
running for that. I think UVA does as well, even though our talent is not there. I think our defense is going to carry us this year through um, through a double bye. But I think this could either, you know, if we win, it could bump it could bump Louisville down. But if, if if Louisville wins, it could, you know, solidify their one seed. However, I think that Louisville's too much for us. I think Louisville gets us twice this year. And Louisville's really good. Louisville's going to be really good this year. I don't think our defense is going to be able to hang with them. And I think our offense is going to really suffer from Louisville's athletic wings. Yeah. See, I think this is a win, mainly because Virginia normally wins against Louisville. Mm -hmm. Like, Tony Bennett has something figured out. To me, I have us splitting these. I intentionally did it this way. I intentionally have us losing away Uh and winning at home. It just seems like how it's going to play out. Thinking about this instead of doing it emotionally like me. (laughs) I try to think every now and then. Uh, No, I I do think um, this is a game that Virginia... Well, when, you know, I think back, what year was it? We had, it was Maryland's last game in the ACC, that home game, whenever that was a few years ago. I don't know if you remember that. It was such a back and forth close game. It went to mm-hmm. overtime. Yeah. Um, I could kind of see this looking at, like at that. At Maryland? I think it was at home, actually. It was at Maryland. Oh, was it? And we lost. Okay, well, maybe we're thinking of different games. <laughs> but anyway, I see this as a back and forth game. I But I think Virginia wins this. I think okay. Virginia's going to split with Louisville, and we'll take the home game. Yeah. Okay. Which brings us to the end of the regular season, where I have us at twenty-seven and three, fourteen and six in the ACC. Which what I shared with you and Austin and others is, I was actually surprised I picked us with this many wins. I mm-hmm. thought our record would be worse. In my head, I think the record's going to be worse. But when I went through this, I ended at twenty-three and seven. And really, kind of my takeaway here was just this is a down year for the ACC, and maybe not down year compared to other conferences, but the fact that. Of the first and second team, all ACC, all of those players are gone for the mm-hmm. first time ever, yeah. and only two people remain from the third team, all ACC team right. from last year. I think this is a rebuilding year for UVA, absolutely, mm-hmm. and I but, think it could look like the 2016-17 year, but I think a lot of teams are think, under similar circumstances. I think rebuilding is not the right word because really, we're just we're just continuing what we've been doing, and so while we're not as good, I, I think rebuilding is the wrong word. So we're just taking a step down, I think. Although it's hard to go down after you've won a national championship. Well, I'd say it's easy to go down. Well, actually, yeah, yeah. I meant, I meant for me personally, it's hard to go down. Like, <laughs> like I, I'm really excited now. But I, <laughs> you're right. The only way to go is down. I think, um, I think we, yeah, you're probably right. I, I have us at uh, 24 and six, um, on the year, and 14 and six in the ACC. So. Okay, so my initial impressions were, I think, in my head, I thought we were going to have a worse record than what I ended up at after going through that. What mm-hmm. are your impressions? Um, we'll pro- I, I think we'll probably be around there. We'll probably drop some games that we shouldn't. We might win some games that we shouldn't. Um, there aren't really many games that we, quote-unquote, shouldn't win in the ACC probably ever. Um, we always have a chance with our defense and, you know, you know, in the upcoming years, we've got some really great kids coming in to play. So we should never, ever be out of the game. Uh, but there's always a chance that we could drop some. And so our record could be, you know, plus or minus two, win, two wins or two losses either way, I think is fair to say. I don't think it's going to be any worse than that, though. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm pretty confident about this year. Okay. Well, that was like my big takeaway was yeah. I'm more... I guess I have a slightly more optimistic look than I thought mm-hmm. we might come in in the season. Understanding right. we're losing 
you know, 60, call it two thirds percent of our scoring. Right. So obviously it's a big loss, but you know, we'll see how Virginia does it, which I guess kind of leads us into what we want to get at next is essentially we've been through the schedule. Um, and thank you guys for staying with us because that was a little bit, uh, <laughs> we thought this was going to be rapid fire. And of course it dovetails into like more talk per game. Than it's okay. We ever anticipated. This is but, what y'all want. This is what y'all pay for. That's right. My boogie. <laughs> um, so let's let's get into superlatives, if you will. Um, yeah. Let's look at players. Let's look at you know what could happen this season. And I guess the easiest place to start is points per game. Mm-hmm. Who do you think leads UVA in points per game this season? I think it's easy, and I think we're gonna have the same choice. And I think it's Mamadi. Um, Mom, Mom, the offense is gonna start with Mamadi. It's gonna end with Mamadi too. Uh, same with the defense. I think Mamadi really is gonna take a step up this season. Uh, I've heard that he looked really confident during the. Uh, preseason scrimmage and of course we know that doesn't mean anything but it does show he showed some leadership capabilities there which he didn't have to any of the other years that he's been here uh, you know he always had people in front of him you know last year with Dre and Kyle and Ty and Jack and but this year he's the one that people are going to be looking at on defense and on offense I think he's going to lead us in scoring on offense uh, anywhere between 12 and 14 points a game I think is probably where he's going to sit Okay. Yeah, I'm with you. I have him at 13 points a game. I think Mamadi leads the team in scoring for all the same reasons you just said. Yeah. Let's make an interesting. We won't go through everybody, but who is second in the team in scoring? Braxton. Okay. I'll say Jay Huff. Okay. I think Jay Huff. Jay Huff segment coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> Be on the lookout. Um, <laughs> yes. Braxton, apparently, he says he's worked on finishing. He says he's worked on his three point shot. I just really think, I think this isn't as much about player as it is about offensive design. Right. I think this is a move, me saying Jay Huff, where the four and the five mm-hmm. are really going to be emphasized in this offense. We know it's weird because you know all of Tony Ben's teams have been really guard-oriented, at least at UVA, and we've never had a team where the best players are in the front court, like you know Braxton, Jay, and Mamadi are all in the front court. I mean, Braxton works best at the four. He's probably got to play the three this year. So we're going to be playing big, and this is very different for us, and we're not going to be used to this because our, our mover blocker offense was all about guard play. Mm-hmm. You know, It was all about coming off screens and you know being able to shoot either a, a wide-open three or being able to move the ball. Now it's good. We're, going to be playing, we're going to be playing inside out a little bit more. It's going to be weird to see if we play more of that sides offense uh, that we did a lot last year or if we move to something completely different. Um, so I'm looking to see that over the first, especially versus JMU and Columbia, um, what we do versus them and Vermont as well, that's going to kind of show us what the rest of the season is going to be like. But I think Braxton's going to be able to finish a little bit better. Hopefully his jumper looks a little bit better as well. So let's uh, switch gears then to rebounds. Last uh-huh. year, Braxton Key leads us in rebounds. Uh, is there a repeat performance here? I think so. I, I, I don't think there's any reason to say otherwise the way that the defense rebounds um braxton's able to get a lot of those rebounds even though he didn't play as much as some other people last year uh Mamadi is not really in a position to get rebounds all the time and jay huff uh, to be quite frank is not great at rebounding mm-hmm. even though he's taller than everyone else on the floor uh you know we lose a lot of rebounding and kyle uh, kyle was a fantastic rebounder yeah, it's kind of weird like yeah yeah and, and how that was dre's a good rebounder ty was as well uh, I think that Braxton's going to have a lot of rebounds. I think uh, Casey Morsell, uh, Wolda Tensai, and Cody are also going to have a lot of rebounds as well. So I think rebounding is going to be kind of 
you know, same same kind of deal where the guards get a lot of rebounds. I think Braxton leads them. Okay. So let's go. I agree with you, by the way. I Good. think Braxton Key leads the team. I think Mamadi Diakite could make it interesting. He could. But that's based off of improvement. Do you, Last year, Braxton Key was the best. I don't see why that changes. Do you think, he, do you think Mamadi gets close to a double-double per game? Uh, No. Okay. I, I'll say no. Do you say yes? I think he could get close, especially, I mean, if he's playing, you know, 35 minutes a game. Like, yeah. he probably will have to. He could get close. Um, I don't see it happening, though. Okay. I don't think he's that great of a rebounder where we get, approach that. I think that he's going to make his mark on the offensive rebounding, which he's actually quite good at, uh, especially with the tip-outs. Yeah, I, I think I, I think if he could do that, I think we're going to be a lot better offensively than than we would think. But it'll be interesting to see who is our top rebounder. Yeah. Next one. Let's move on to assists. Who do you think is going to be our leading assist person well i'd propose to make this interesting because i think we're both gonna say kihei clark okay fair enough so, that's what i was gonna say <laughs> who do you think is second in assess oh interesting i would say braxton i'd say braxton too mm-hmm. I, I think he's a good passer and i think that um working working along the outer edge as he's probably going to be as the three you know he's not great at driving the ball but he is good at you know i think he can bring it in and then kick it back out to a lot of people yeah, and I think a lot of this comes down to kind of the questions at the two-guard spot. You know, is this going to mm-hmm. be Marcel's spot? Is this going to be Statman's spot? Is it going to be Walter Tinsai's spot? Or is it going to be a combination of all three? I think typically you look for the point guard and the two-guard to be your top assist people. Given the uncertainty we have there at the two-guard, I think by default you kind of slide into Braxton. You know, I think I think Casey Morcel or Cody Statman could also slide into that second assist spot. Because I think, both, I think Cody... Um, I've heard that Cody's passing looks really good in the in practices and also in the scrimmage. Uh, Morcel, you know, is coming in as a really high-rated recruit. He's smart with the ball, so he could lead us. I think Morcel is not going to be it though because of freshman stuff. Fresh, it's always takes time to adjust to the speed of the game. Cody could be a dark horse second leader in assists. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> Which what a title. <laughs> The only the best, only the best. Um, all right, so let's wrap up with this. Starting five is going to change multiple times throughout mm-hmm. the year. That's how it goes. That's how it normally goes with not just us, but with many teams. But if we're looking at Syracuse on Wednesday, mm-hmm. what is your starting five for UVA? I think that Jay. I think Mommy starts at the five. I think Jay starts at well. Jay and Mommy are going to be in the front court. Uh, I think Jay at the five, Mommy at the four. Or you could sw- swap those. Braxton at the three. I'm going to say Key at the one, Kihei at the one, and I'm going to say uh, Cody Statman at the two. I think that's going to be my starting lineup for now. Okay. Uh, what about you? I have no idea who's going to start at the two. Well, I, don't I would either. agree with you three through four and one at the two. I know what I've read is that as of the blue-white scrimmage, Cody Statman was considered the starter. Yeah. I am high on Casey Morsell. I think at the end of the year it will be Casey Morsell. I think, I think he will definitely start throughout the year. I don't know if it's going to be – how often it's going to be. I also wouldn't be surprised if sometimes Jay does not start and they start someone else. Like if they slide Cody to the three, um, Braxton to the four, and have Marcel or Walter Tensai start at the two. So when I think back, you bring that up. So I think back to how the offense was set up before. And I remember mm-hmm. when Austin Nichols gets suspended and all of a sudden Jack uh-huh. Salt was kind of the surprise person in the lineup. Yeah. 
Well, maybe you could say the same thing for Francisco Cafaro, mm-hmm. but I would say the difference there is that during that time we were almost strictly 100% mover blocker. Yeah. I think with the strengths of this team being in the front court, I think we're going to see a lot more continuity ball screen, yeah. which makes that less likely. Um, I would expect Mamadi and Jay really to start every game, uh, barring injury. I just don't see that changing. You but, know, or go ahead. Sorry, go on. Go. You finish. Well, I was just going to say at the two spot, I think. I remember the 2016-17 team where some games it was Shayok, some games it was Darius Thompson, you know, other games it was, uh, God, there was someone else. Anyway, there were a lot of people rotating in that two and three guard spot. I think that's really what we're going to see here. Just given experience and Tony's preference for experience, I could easily see it being Cody Statman. I would say, I think right now, both Morcel and Wolda Tensai have higher upside I, if Cody Statman starts there, I don't expect him to finish the year there. You know, it also wouldn't surprise me at all if Kafaro did get some starts just because of his size and his defensive ability. Uh, he's a lot like Jack body, body wise. And I think that Tony likes to have a big guy in there to, you know, mess people up. He could start, you know, and you know, a lot of times Jack would start and then immediately come out like three yeah. minutes later. Um, and, you know, in Toby, Mike Toby's senior season, throwback to Mike Toby, uh, he often didn't start. Uh, throughout the year, he would come in off the bench, and Jack Jack would start a lot for him, uh, even though Jack was an underclassman. So I think that it really depends on how Tony wants to start the game and set the tone, and then oftentimes he will bring offense off the bench for his defense. You know, we could we could see this back to when Anthony Gill would come off the bench, when when Mike Toby would come off the bench, when uh, Mario Shayok would come off the bench. So uh, Tony, I think, likes to start off with his defense. And then he goes to his offense, and so I think that I I think that's why I pick Cody as the two uh, to start off the year, just because I think Cody's defense is gonna be better than Morcell's, and also World of Ten size to start off. Gotcha. Okay. That's, well, that's my thought. I think that's the episode. I think so. Are, too. are there any other like concluding thoughts you have here as we look to open the season I'm, uh, on Wednesday? I'm really excited for this season. I, I think it's gonna be really fun. There's so much pressure off of the team's back, and also off of the fans' back as well. I think that coming into last season, there was so much pressure to do something special, whether it was to get us to a Final Four, and, you know, we actually won the championship as well, which, you know, was just... No way. No way. Winning the championship is incredible. I don't think that... I don't think that is necessarily the ceiling or the floor for people this year. I think last year the floor was, you know, we got to get to a Final Four. Yeah, last year was Final Four bust. That's that's how it felt. But this year, I feel like you know we're like, oh, let's just have fun. This team's gonna be good. Uh, Sweet sixteen is great. A great season. Elite eight would be amazing. I think that's I think that's how a lot of people feel, and that's how that's how I'm feeling right now too. So I'm excited to watch the Champions Classic on Tuesday. Uh, I'm excited to I'm excited to watch the UVA game on Wednesday, and I'm just ready for the season, man. I think it's gonna be a fun season. If football had lost against UNC, you would have no idea my excitement right now. <laughs> I'm still like transitioning in. Like it's kind of weird talking about basketball right now. Dude, I, I start. Like- I started to. I started to think about basketball after the Louisville loss. So I was already there, and then UNC, the UNC game happened, and then you know that that's just the cherry on top, and it feels really good. <laughs> yeah, I would say it's easy to say now, like, oh, we're gonna just see what happens. Yeah. let's go with the flow. Uh, I'm sure we'll be frustrated at times. I think this is going to be a learning season. Yeah, I always say it's going to for, be. Fi- I always say it's going to be fine. And I get really too into it. So you I think know, this will be, be a learning season for our players. I think it'll be a learning season for Tony Bennett, honestly, because I think we're going to run mm-hmm. sides a lot less than what we have traditionally. And I think Tony Bennett is 
we're going to have to adjust to having, by my prediction, our top two scorers being the front court right. as opposed to backcourt players. Right. So I think it's... Well, me too. I, I Braxton Key is a yeah, frontcourt player I think, by nature. I think it's generally a year of transition. Um, not to say we're not going to be good. I think we're still going to be pretty good. And like I said, I think we're going to be better than, in my head, what I thought we were going to be, just given the overall ACC isn't quite where it was the past couple of years. But I look at this year, I see transition growth and ideally you know if you make a sweet 16 out of this year that's a win and if you're able to pull that into the 2020-21 season 21-22 which like it's It's weird thinking far that far ahead but there's a lot of potential with those teams you lay the foundation here i think you're setting yourself up for another you know run that we had and a year or two, another run that we just had last year. You know, I think this is also going to be a learning experience for the fans as well. You talked about the team. You talked about Tony. I think the fans need to adjust as well. You know, we've won a national championship. We, we've we got the spotlight on us this year as well. You know, we just had the documentary on the ACC Network come out about, about you know, kind of our run. It, it's not really a documentary. It's just kind of a recap, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's still great. And I think that the fans need to adjust expectations. I also think fans need to adjust how they think about the season and the team because, you know, we got to the highest peak and now the goal is to to keep it there. And of course, that's not always attainable, but, you know, how do we stay at a high level without freaking out when we don't, when we, when we lose more than three games a season? You know, the past two seasons, we've been spoiled rotten, uh, two losses the year before, three losses last year in the regular season. So, it you know, it just an incredible couple of years for us and I think fans need to temper expectations a little bit, but I think we can do it. You know, I think the championship is really going to give people a lot of leeway with how they feel about the team. Yeah. All right, then. Well, that's our preview. I think that's the preview. And with that, um, I don't think any yells need to be given today. Just Tony Bennett. Just to Tony. Go Who's. Go us. We love the Who's. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter at Guys and Ties Pod. Make sure to follow us on Snapchat and Instagram at Guys and Ties Pod. Go ahead and follow us on iTunes and Spotify if you want to keep listening to Rob and I's content. We're going to have a lot more basketball content coming out as the year goes on. Make sure to check out Armchair Media as well. They've got all your favorite podcasts for all your favorite sports teams. And we will see you guys next week. Go Hoos, beat Syracuse. <laughs>